Hey, I'm Danny Levy, and you're listening to Digital Transformation and Leadership. This is the show where we go behind the scenes with today's top business leaders to understand how they're digitally transforming their company. This week, I'm joined by Sam Dunning, Sales Director and Co-Owner at WebChoice. Sam, welcome back to Digital Transformation and Leadership. Hey, Danny, appreciate you having me on for round two, my friend. Yeah, good to have you back. We'll cut the formalities because... uh, Obviously, everyone got to know you a bit on the last episode where you talked us all through SEO and how it's not a dark art. Fantastic episode. And I'm really keen just to just to jump into the topic today with you. So we're going to talk about how to turn your website into a lead gen monster. And you've kindly given me five points here that we're going to we're going to talk through. So it would be great if you could kind of uh, just kick us off and, and talk us through the first point here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. Sure thing. So most of us, we've got a website there not just because we want something that's a simple brochure to look pretty, although some businesses Mm. may want that. Most of us actually want it as a useful asset that's gonna grow our business, that's actually gonna fuel ourselves if we're a small business or our sales team with a consistent flow of inbound opportunities, so fresh leads that we can work and then turn into closed business, right? So yeah, we've got got five points. Um, I wanna really go through kind of why your website's an important asset, Mm. kind of why it's your best salesperson, um, and a few others in terms of kind of less known ways that you can drive leads through it. Before we get to those though, Danny, I wanna talk about uh, a big frustration of mine when it comes to websites. Um, So before we even kind of think about those points, Mm. a lot of us make this mistake and we've, we've been guilty of it before in years gone by at Web Choices. We design our website to kind of stroke our ego. Mm. Or if we're not the business owner, we design it to stroke perhaps our CEOs or our marketing directors or our chief marketing officer's ego, <laughs> rather than designing it for our ideal clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really important thing because ultimately our website needs to be a tool, it needs to grow our business, it needs to generate leads. So. If we're designing it for ourselves, we're not our ideal customer. Yeah. Um, so we need to think about, look, first of all, why are we actually building this website or why are we making alterations or updates to our site? Um, what's the issue right now? I.e., is, is our website in a place where it's generating a good amount of leads? Is it not? Do it, does it kind of need some improvements? So the first thing to think about is we need to make sure this is a useful tool, a useful resource, a helpful resource to the people we want to do business with. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I encourage businesses to do is if they're at a point where they think perhaps our website's not working as well as we'd like it to be, it's not generating the amount of inbound opportunities that we'd like to see, then instead of just doing things like, oh, let's change the colors, let's change the logo, let's change the menu, let's change the content, let's change some of the features because we think this will be better, one of the best places to start, Danny, is with your existing customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically, if you've been running a business for a while, you'll probably have, let's say, maybe five to ten customers, if you're in the B2B space, that are really good clients that you perhaps enjoy working with, that are perhaps profitable, they generate you good revenue. Um, to start with those, because you enjoy working and they're a profitable customer. And what I'd recommend as the very first exercise is to set up some kind of call or interview or worst case kind of email session with them um, and just just sit down with them really and just say, look, mm-hmm. really appreciate your feedback. I've, um, we're, we're looking to redesign our website um, and as, as you're a really valued client of ours, we'd appreciate if you could spend a bit of time, sit down with us 
and just want to run a through a few questions really to help us craft our, our website to best serve customers just like you. Yeah. And the reason we're doing that is if you've already nailed down that these are our five to ten very best clients, ultimately you just want to replicate those and keep those kind of customers coming in through your site. Mm -hmm. So when you sit down with those clients, you want to ask them key things like what do you look for when you're looking for a vendor like ours on their website? Um, what's mm -hmm. most important to you on looking looking for a vendor like our site? Um, when you got in touch with us, what was it that prompted you initially to check out a, a company like ours? Um, what was the, the tipping point when you decided to make the inquiry? Um, how do you feel we stack up against competitors? And then you can go into, if you've got an existing website, you can ask points about that. So. You can ask them questions even on a scale of one to five, like how easy is our current website to navigate? Mm. What specific points would you improve on the website? Um, and any, any of your ideas that you think we, we can improve. So you're okay. asking them questions that are geared around kind of what's important to them. So ultimately, you're getting really useful intel about what your ideal customer wants to see on your website. And they might say, look, I think, this, I think most of your design is great, but I'd really like to see um, perhaps a team section, I'd like to understand more about who works on your team. Or mm -hmm. perhaps they say, I don't feel there's enough um, social proof in the way of client testimonials or case studies or these kind of points. So what you'll find is quite often what you think is the issue on the website. When you actually speak to these customers, it's com something completely different. Yep. Um, and one other useful thing to ask is, when you came to, to your customers, when you're interviewing them, what is the main problem that you came to us with to fix. Um, how did we help you fix that? And what is life like now? We've helped you overcome that issue. Um, how, is, how is business now? Mm -hmm. How are things improved? So not only is this gonna help educate you in terms of what they actually want to see on your website from a content, from a feature, from a layout perspective, but it's also gonna help you in, in terms of the actual words they use to describe your product or your service, mm -hmm. because as web designers, as as marketers, we're all guilty of using jargon, yep. um, what I call insider jargon. So think of maybe a tech company, they might have a website headline like, we are a 360 degree, all integrated solution to manage everything under one roof. Um, if a layman lands onto that website homepage and sees that headline, they're gonna think, what the hell does that even mean? Mm. Um, whereas <laughs> if you ask your customers about the specific problem you came to, they came to you with and how you solved it, they're gonna use the actual words customers use to describe your product. Yep. So if you start using that kind of copy on your site, it's more likely to resonate rather than just confusing with all this jargon. Yep. Um, Donald Miller coined a really good phrase, you confuse, you lose which mm -hmm. I couldn't agree with more. So step one is to understand, look, why why do we want to do these tweaks? Why do we want to change our website? Yeah, we, t we tend to be drinking our own Kool-Aid, don't we, when we, when we, when we come uh, to write Exactly, copy. and it's, it's not that, <laughs> yeah. we've all been guilty of it, right? Um, it, it's just kind of yeah. taking yourself out of the equation and thinking, look, ultimately I want this website to kind of generate inbound opportunities to generate leads. I'm not going to be the one browsing on it it's going to be my ideal customers, so let's start interviewing our best customers, get the intel from them, and then we're putting ourselves in the right place. So yeah, step one, understand yeah. why you're doing it, um, understand what's not working, and then start getting intel from your best customers. Is there, is, there a, is there a set number of questions, Sam, that you would normally ask to uncover these different Yeah, there's, there's actually quite a few. What I'll do 
Dan is, I've got a specific resource for this. I made a dedicated video and slideshow that's called how to hook idle clients with your website. Okay. So perhaps we could put that in the show notes. Yeah, sounds so good. So once you know why you're doing it and once you've kind of spoken to your customers, um, there's a few things to think about. So in terms of your site, it's, it's a really important asset. Some, some companies tend to neglect it, but ultimately when you're doing a bunch of marketing, whether that is SEO, whether that's some kind of paid ads, performance ads, paid media, whether you're doing webinars, whether you're doing social marketing, most of the time that's driving traffic to the landing page or your website. Mm-hmm. It's really important to think of your website as an asset because you can fully own it. You, fully, you can fully own the design, the code, the, the site itself, and it's ultimately not going anywhere. Whereas other channels, not all, but other channels, whether that is LinkedIn, mm-hmm. whether that is paid ads, whether it's some kind of other social channel, ultimately those can take a hit, their impact, their organic reach, and the customers that they can tap into could take a hit anytime. So by having a website, by having content on it, by having blogs, by having information, by having useful resources, it's something that you can fully own and ultimately it's not going anywhere. So it's something you can constantly build on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's your own asset. That's what you need to think yeah. of it as. And the other channels are normally supplementary anyway, aren't they, to get people exactly. onto your website? Exactly. I mean, a lot of us, when we're posting on LinkedIn, we might put a link in the comments. Or if we're doing a YouTube video, we might mm-hmm. direct people to a certain page. Um, SEO, you're directing people to your website. Likewise with paid ads. Exactly. So mm-hmm. most of the time, you're directing people to a site of some sort. So making sure you, you really understand your website's an asset that you need to continually grow on. Um, because other channels can yep. take a hit. So making sure you look after it properly. And and moving on, it's to the kind of point three, it's, it's, your, it's your best salesperson, or it could be your worst salesperson, your website. It could literally <laughs> be your best or your worst salesperson, depending <laughs> on how you gear it up, because it's live 24-7, yeah. so it's always gonna be... Yeah, or your most average yeah. salesperson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even even an average, yeah. exactly. It could be, it could be <laughs> yeah. top, bottom, or middle. Um, so you've got to think yeah. of it that way. So it's got to give the best presentation. So when that when that comes across, mm. um, ultimately, you can make your your website a really useful resource to your to your prospects. So it can mm-hmm. give them all kinds of useful things. So it can give them a clear idea of what you do, kind of how you help people, and and ultimately be a useful resource that then directs them to getting in touch with you. So. One of my favorite tests that we like to run on websites is something called, so moving into kind of more tactical things, one of our, our favorite tests to run on the website is something called the grunt test. And mm-hmm. that basically means could you yep. stick your website in front of a caveman sitting in his cave and could he quite literally grunt exactly what you do, exactly who mm-hmm. you help, and could he understand exactly how to get in touch with you just within a couple seconds, let's say five seconds. If mm-hmm. he can't, then your website's probably not hitting the mark and you're probably missing out on potential mm. customers getting in touch with you. So it's such a, like I alluded to earlier with the kind of reference of a data analytics platform, 360 degrees all on one roof uh, as a headline. Ultimately, as soon as someone lands mm-hmm. on your website, they need to get a clearer idea of kind of what you do or the problem you solve and how you can help this customer. So how it helps them the benefit of using you or your product and then needs to be a clear call to action to either get in touch, give them a call, or take the next step, whatever that may be with you. And that should be that should be in a hero banner at the top when you land on the page, on the homepage exactly. itself. 
How do you exactly. do that in a few seconds? So it, it should be in that top yeah. hero area, as soon as someone lands on your home or your landing page. Because yeah. ultimately, if, if someone's found you, whether that's through Google, a Google search or through come, some kind of social media, mm -hmm. they, they probably, if they've gone onto your site, they want your help of some form, whether that's to learn or to get in touch or to find out more. And if your website yeah. doesn't give them what they want, they're just gonna click off and head to a competitor that does. So making sure you've only mm. got a few seconds to kind of capture their attention, encourage them to keep scrolling or looking through your site. Are there any kind of recommendations you make in terms of length? So what you do, the problem you solve, how long do you do you make that to make it really stick with someone exactly. in land? So there's, there's a couple ways that you can go with in terms of your main website headline. You can either do it a simple, yeah. quite literal version of what you do. So perhaps in, in mm -hmm. Web Choices version, we, we build websites and SEO strategies that generate leads and sales. Um, so you can do a quite literal version, yeah. steal that, do it for your own company, or you can do a problem, a kind of problem or benefit centric headline, or we help you do X to improve mm -hmm. Y, something like that, and then yeah. a clear call to action. So whether that is kind of request a demo yeah. or speak to sales or give us a call or maybe you've got a secondary call to action as learn more or view our work or whatever that may be. And you can test that, I presume, again when you speak to to customers and clients that it's resonating in it and, and, and yeah it's exactly and if you're if you're speaking to your best yeah. clients at the moment um, and kind of chatting to them they can kind of say look does, does this actually make sense or when you land on a website like ours ultimately mm -hmm. what's the first thing that you want to do so they, they can help you with that mm -hmm. intel as well um, and a point to mention when we're coming on to kind of website best practices and making sure your website has got the best chance to generate leads is before someone even sees your site, before they even land to the top hero area above the fold on your site or your landing page, your website needs to load quick. So having a great page mm -hmm. speed, so making sure your website loads lightning fast, i.e. under two seconds, is really, really crisp, is really important. Yep. Because if, if your site's slow, then someone's just gonna head again to a competitor that gives mm -hmm. them a better experience. And you've lost them before they've even had a chance to look at your content or your design. So that is, that's a crucial issue yeah. that many sites get wrong. And you can just use Google PageSpeed Insights to test your speed on mobile and desktop right now. Are there, are there any common things that slow sites yeah, down? Yeah, there's quite a few. There's Quick quite fixes. a few, Danny. So if you're running, say, a lot of sites are built by WordPress, and mm. a common issue is having too many plugins, yeah, which can really slow yeah. a site down. Um, having too heavy images, having too many videos, um, using a lot of code on what's called front-end code like uh, jQuery, JavaScript, mm -hmm. making that too heavy, having animations on your homepage or certain pages okay. of your site. Um, so all these kind of things can add up and s over time slow down your site. So just be wary of kind of how much um, different features or content your site needs to load because that's going to mm -hmm. affect your, your customer's experience yep. in a yep. negative way. So yeah, check out PageSpeed Insights by Google to test your site. Um, yeah, so getting into kind of some actionable tips that are actually going to help improve your site um, mm. as we kind of move into kind of step four into the kind of lesser known ways is nowadays 60% plus of people are viewing sites on mobile. Yeah. So making sure that your website gives a great experience on mobile is, is so key. No longer is it good enough to just have what's called a responsive design where your website look, looks okay on mobile, on PC, on tablet. Now it needs to be mobile first. So ultimately, even designing your site with a mobile first view is important because a lot of sites, even now, 70% plus of visitors are, are mobile typically. 
So yeah, making sure that it looks great on mobile, it's really easy to navigate. Um, and some, some kind of simple points that you can do on your website right now that might help improve conversions are mm -hmm. having a sticky menu navigation. So as you scroll through your site, making sure your menu nav is fixed to the top of the site or the bottom, wherever you have it. What mm -hmm. that, the advantage of doing that, Danny, is it means that people can easily navigate your site no matter what part of the site they're on because the menu is fixed to the top. And a sneaky tip, you can stick in your main call to action into there. So if that's request a demo or request a quote um, or speak to sales, you can put that call to action inside the sticky menu. And you can also have a nice click to call, which I recommend if you want people to call you, to so have a nice little phone icon. So people have mm. basically three options. They can either expand your menu to go to another page. They can click your main call to action to fill out a form or speak to sales, or they can directly call you. Um, and that's basically saving people time, saving people calories of scrolling all through your site to get back to the top, right? Yeah. So that's a, that's a very simple thing. Um, and ultimately, what if the reason we're sharing these tips is a company called Lead Forensics basically put out a stat. I don't know if it's still accurate, but they used to say only 2% mm -hmm. of your website visitors will actually get in touch with you, are ready to speak to sales. So they'll convert from a visitor to a lead, to an inquiry. Mm -hmm. So 98% of uh, people that come on your site are never going to be ready to speak to sales. So you, your website needs to put itself in the best possible position of allowing people to get in touch with you. Mm -hmm. So some of these some of these tips are kind of basically helping you hook more leads, right? Yeah. So yeah, looking at things like fixed menu nav, making sure your website, your website really needs to build trust with prospective clients, prospective customers. Mm -hmm. So making sure it utilizes things like social proof, which an example of those could be testimonials. So maybe you've got a testimonial slider below, below the scroll, below your top here area on your website. Maybe you've got accreditations, like these are some of the best companies we work with, some of their logos, mm -hmm. or these are our partners. So these are trusted industry partners that are well recognized. Those kind of things that add up to social proof. Yeah. Um, and then having consistent call to actions. So a good kind of a nice tip in terms of call to actions is making your CTA descriptive. Yeah. So rather than just saying like call now or speak to sales is really putting in that call to action exactly what it what you're going to get by clicking it. So taking this one step further, so your main call to action might be request a demo. Yeah. And that call to action, when you click it, might take people through to a contact form. Mm -hmm. um, and then there might be a field on the contact form for name, email, business, and kind of best time to chat, and then submit. But instead of just having submit, what you can actually do is, when people click that, is request your custom demo or book in my customized demo. Mm -hmm. So these, these small things actually add up subconsciously. Um, and having descriptive CTAs has actually been proven to increase conversion rates. So that's, that's another thing. But ultimately, when people go on your website, there's, there's different stages that they can be in, right? And I've, I've talked about this when I've done SEO on different podcasts too. Is mm -hmm. there's, there's kind of three main stages of the sales funnel. So you can have people that are kind of right at the top of funnel that are just considering your services or your product. Mm -hmm. People halfway that are perhaps comparing your option to another option or several options, or they're right at the bottom of the funnel, so they're literally ready to speak to sales. Mm -hmm. So that's where that first part comes in, where they can just land on your website straight away, understand what you do, how you can help them, perhaps check out your work, and then easily get in touch with you. Click that call to action, fill out a form, or we'll give you a call. Um, people in the middle of the funnel, 
that might be comparing you to, uh, to other options, making sure that your website is going to be kind of helpful, a resource to them. So maybe you've got some blogs and articles on your site that perhaps, perhaps even these articles compare your product or service to another service. Mm -hmm. So in the accounting world, perhaps you're a SaaS company offering accounting services. Perhaps you've got articles on QuickBooks versus Xero. Or maybe you've got a podcast on your site, like top five reasons you should choose Zero over QuickBooks. Maybe you've got a video interview with customers, um, so people can really make the decision between you and another service. Mm -hmm. And then right at the top of funnel, where people are just literally just considering your offering, this is where your website could be a really useful resource. So again, going going deeper on those points I've just said there. So maybe you've got kind of articles on things to consider. Let's let's use ourselves as a reference quickly. Things to consider before building a website, mm -hmm. or what you need to think about before doing an SEO strategy. Um, so basically, giving people kind of real high level options that they might be thinking about before they're even going for your, your service. So yeah. top five things to consider before doing X, or a video interview on what to think about before doing why. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason you're doing this is because, one, it's gonna help your SEO, and two, it's gonna educate, inform, and perhaps help your prospective clients. So you're giving them a useful resource, and in time, mm -hmm. when they eventually come to needing your help, you're gonna be the one that sticks top of mind when they when they eventually need your service and, and kind of need, need your help. Yeah, I guess that as well, the CTAs, you have to position them at different points on the website as well, depending on at which stage the customer is or prospect that lands on the site, because not everyone's going to have the same navigation or, or path to requesting information. Exactly, yeah. and it, each, each website's going to be different. That's exactly right, Danny. Mm. So depending on what you want to do. So it might be that, for example, on your homepage, perhaps you've got kind of options like request a demo, Mm -hmm. will learn more but maybe on your blog articles or your resources or your video section when people are scrolling through that article perhaps the perhaps the call to action is kind of view some of our work or view some of our case studies mm -hmm. um, or view the next blog because maybe if someone's looking at uh, a blog that just relates to a prospect that's right at the top of the funnel mm -hmm. that call to action to view a demo might not be relevant because we want to feed them we want to nurture them with some more content first right yeah so making sure, just like you say, considering people at different stages of the cycle. So I mean, ultimately what we're doing is we're making sure that our website is, is really a useful, is a helpful resource. We're not just fixing it for one type of prospect. We want to cover all angle, angles of the sales funnel. Mm -hmm. and, and getting back to that point that only roughly 2% of your visitors are going to be ready to convert. A couple other things that, that might help you there is thinking about things like lead magnets. Mm -hmm. So what your site can do is not everyone's going to be ready to book a demo right now. So you can consider utilizing things like a guide or a video series or a webinar series, but mm -hmm. not just any old nonsense, something that you know is going to be generally useful for your customers. So perhaps you get, perhaps every week you get customers um, questions about a particular service, or perhaps you get mm -hmm. common inquiries for certain options. And so making a video guide or making a PDF guide or making a webinar series dedicated to answering those points. Yep i.e. top five ways to do this or how to achieve x and then in return you just ask perhaps a, a name and an email yeah um, and then then what you can do is your your marketing team can kind of nurture those those leads over time with useful content mm. that's genuinely related to the inquiry they made mm -hmm. and they might turn into kind of sales demo demos or or requests to, to learn more over time yeah there's always a, a thing around do you do you try and get someone to give you their email and 
and details or do you just give it away for free the yep. guide and and use that as a way to to build trust and to kind of show show off and showcase what you can do and then eventually they'll get back yep. in touch you, any thoughts on that on the websites whether you try and capture or just give it away for free i'd i'd actually say do a bit of both okay and that way you can split test it so although it's hard to split test i mean for example on on our sites and most of our client sites, we give away a bunch of resources for free. Mm -hmm. So you've got like blog articles, you've got podcasts, you've got video interviews, um, you've got some downloadable goodies. So have those by all means, but then perhaps your one or two pieces of content that you're really proud of that you think, look, this is really, really gonna help and educate and entertain our, our ideal customers. Mm -hmm. And making into that into a compact ebook or video series. So maybe you've got one or two of those and you, you just ask for a name and email return. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay because you're giving people the best of both worlds, yeah. and as long as you don't spam them with an email sequence after saying, mm. book your demo today, yeah, yeah, a day yeah. later. Why haven't you booked your demo, yeah. day three? Do you want me to close your file, or do you want to speak to sales? <laughs> um, so as long as you're not doing some spammy, like painful email sequence yeah. that's automated after, and you're feeding them perhaps with more useful inf information, mm -hmm. and just generally, gradually nurturing them to kind of book a demo or take the required action, and, I don't see anything wrong with that, mm -hmm. but you've got to you've got to be considerate of your customers, and you've got to think. Look, if I did this to me, or if someone did this to me, would it piss me off? Yeah, I think you've also got to make sure that when they put in an email, the information or the guide or whatever it is that they're getting is is valuable, yeah. is a value add. Um, exactly. So they, they realise that they've opted in for a good reason. Yeah, making sure it's it's a generally useful asset. Yeah, and it's actually giving them what it said it's going to give them. That's it. Not a for for kind of slide PowerPoint document with a load of logos on it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's that's some of the main points I wanted to cover. So I mean, take takeaways to, mm. to kind of recap is essentially firstly understanding that your website's an asset, mm -hmm. so it's something that you can fully own, unlike other channels, whether that's social media or that's paid ads, whether that's another channel, and um, they can take a hit any time. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, your website is is something you're going to own. So making sure you, you do see it that way and making sure you're constantly adding to it and you're measuring it right. Mm. So making sure you've got tools like Google Analytics installed yep. so you can really understand what the kind of traffic your website is getting and making sure everything on your site is linked up to a conversion point. So what I mean by that is making sure every time someone fills out an inquiry form, every time someone gives you a call, every, start, every time someone starts a chatbot, or every time someone emails you, you've got that measured as a conversion point on Google Analytics, mm -hmm. so you can understand what's going on with your website and making sure you know what your conversion rate percentage is and also what your bounce rate is. So what a bounce rate in simple terms is where someone goes on the homepage and doesn't go any further, they just bounce off your site straight mm -hmm. away and understanding what areas need to be looked at, what's working well, and what perhaps might need improvements. Yeah. So ultimately, the point of your website is to convert someone from visitor to inquiry if you're a lead gen site. So measuring is, is really important, perhaps one of the most important steps. So understanding that, understand that your website's your best salesperson because it's live 24 seven. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's always gonna be in front of people, especially if you're doing marketing or advertising. Um, understanding that it's, designed for your idle customers, not to stroke yourself or your CEO's ego. So taking the time to speak to your clients, understanding the problem that you help them solve, what life is like now, understand the language they really use, which is gonna help assist your content. Mm -hmm. So rather than using jargon, you can literally use the words that they use to describe your product. Plus, they can give you the intel about what's important, what they look out for on a website like yours, 
on the main sections of the site. Um, so it can help you actually provide that useful content on your site itself. Um, and then yeah, following those best practices, so making sure you're tapping into people at whatever stage of the sales funnel they are, whether they are kind of just considering your option at the top of the funnel, whether they're comparing you to another option, or whether they're ready to speak to sales, making it as easy as possible for them to give you a call, fill out a form, give you an email, start a chat, and ultimately get in touch with you on their channel of choice. Fantastic, awesome breakdown, Sam, as usual. Uh, <laughs> really know your stuff. Um, I was just gonna ask before uh, before we finish up, um, if if you if there's someone listening to this and I mean maybe they're they're managing the website in house, um, um, maybe they're not necessarily seeing the results they want, um, or they're just finding it a bit overwhelming. How, how what recommendations do you make to people when when they should maybe think about outsourcing or, or coming to a, a company like yourselves to to help them with some of this? There's a few things to consider, yeah. Danny, because sometimes when businesses think that they've got a conversion issue. They might have a small conversion issue, i.e. the mm -hmm. website's not great at converting visitors into leads, but sometimes it's a marketing or advertising yeah. issue. Um, so you need to kind of think like, oh, my website's not generating any leads. Okay, mm -hmm. but are you actually doing any marketing? Yeah. I.e. are you doing SEO? So are you getting organic travel traffic from Google? Are you doing Google ads? Are you getting paid traffic from Google? Maybe you're doing some social media, Facebook or Insta ads. Maybe you're doing some organic posts on LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever. First of all, are you actually getting traffic to your site? How do you how will you measure this? Well, make sure you've got Google Analytics installed. Mm -hmm. Make sure you understand the traffic your site's getting each month, each day, and make sure you're really measuring those conversion points, like I said. So all the ways people can get in touch with that's measured as a conversion point on Google Analytics or as a as a goal setup, it's mm -hmm. called. If you're doing that, great. If not, you might need someone like us at WebChoice to do an audit and make sure that's all set up. Mm -hmm. Um that's the first thing, because otherwise you're just guessing how good your website is without actually knowing the performance. Yeah. Um, if you know that your website is getting traffic, and if you can see you're getting like several hundred, several thousand visitors a month, but you can see they're just bouncing off, perhaps they're going to the home page and skipping mm -hmm. off, perhaps they're getting to a certain page and then they're checking off, then then you probably need to look at some conversion work. Okay. Um, but yeah, still, still some of those quick wins, like mm -hmm. I've said, like having lead magnets, making sure your website's lightning quick, making sure it passed the grunt test on your hero area, um, and making sure it's, it's kind of a mobile first design and your content speaks to your audience. If you're already doing that, and, and you're still not converting your hard-end traffic into into inquiries, into leads, then yeah, feel free to speak to us at webtrueuk.com. Fantastic. Sam, I've really enjoyed and pe personally got tons of value out of both episodes we've done together on, on SEO and, and today on turning your website into a, a lead gen monster. Um, I know I asked you last time, uh, but for any listeners that, that just missed the, the first episode, what's the, the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to find out more? Yeah, appreciate it, Danny. So by all means, connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Sam Dunning. I post tips every day about helping you get more out of your website and also SEO. Otherwise, we run a podcast called Business Growth Show where we share actual marketing tips twice a week. So that's Business Growth Show. It's on all the podcast channels and YouTube. Um, and finally, if, if you want help with your website generating more leads, or if you want to be found on Google through SEO, then it's webchoiceuk.com. Awesome. Sam, thank you so much for, for joining me again on Digital Transformation and Leadership. Pleasure to have you. Cheers, dude. Thanks for having me. You've made it to the end of another episode of Digital Transformation and Leadership. If you're enjoying the show, please do leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. No need to leave a written review, just clicking on the five stars is enough. 
I'd really appreciate it as it helps the show get found and it helps those listener numbers grow. And we'll be back again next week when we will again go behind the scenes with another top business leader to understand how they're digitally transforming their company. The Digital Transformation and Leadership Podcast is a Blue Aurora Media Production.